0: Welcome to Moonshine of Music, episode 10 of The Perfect Music Show. I'm your host Joe Shelton and it's really great to have you here. Now we've done 10 episodes now. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. This is the 10th episode. Huge milestone. It feels like we've done 10 of them. (laughs) Anyway, I really appreciate everyone who's watched the first nine episodes and today's episode is going to be just as good as those nine. Uh, we have a great guest today. It is uh, my really good friend Tori Faschetti. He is um, a, uh, an interesting artist. He is not uh, from Indianapolis. He lives here now but he uh, grew up in New York. We're gonna hear all about that. He is uh, uh, one of my uh, good friends and compatriots around uh, in the scene. We uh, we hang out a lot together. So um, that should make the interview kind of interesting. But the uh, music playing is what I've always loved about Tori. His, um, his emotion drives his music. I mean, uh, he wants, to feel, uh, wants you to feel it in your heart and in your soul every time that he picks up a guitar and every time he steps up to the mic. And I believe that this performance captures that when you take a look at this Um, through the lens and uh, some excellent excellent work by Brandon Lay on this episode with uh, kind of making the the look really uh, fit the music. So um, that's what you need to look for in here and uh, these songs are really great. Uh, They're they're some of my favorite uh, indie music and um, so I hope that you really enjoy them as much as we do. Uh, so coming up right now, let's take a good little ride with Tori Fischetti on moonshine and music. Welcome to and Music, Tori Faschetti. Thank you for having finally me. Finally got
1: you on. Thank you, thank you. I I, I appreciate it. It's a good time. Um,
0: so you know, this is the, this is the part where we we have the speed round of yeah. very deep and intimate questions. Hey,
1: if you don't hear from my music, you'll hear from this interview, right?
0: <laughs> that's that's what they say. That's, that's it. So um, you know, where'd you grow up? And
1: uh, I grew up in Peekskill, New York. Um, it's just about 45 minutes north of the city, uh, right on the Hudson River there. Um, actually, the song I'll play later on is uh, called Revenant, and it's actually about Facts of Life, who was also supposed to be filmed there. So pretty cool. Crappy little town. I think Mel Gibson was from there at some point in
0: high really? school. Yeah. I, I used to watch Jackie Facts of Life. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Yeah, was Born in Picks Yeah. You, you had uh, Smokey from Smokey and the Bandit from your town. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, know. there you go now i can touch yeah. you wow there's actually
1: a restaurant i don't know if it's still there or not it was, it was called gleason's
0: for a while oh yeah 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 that's cool yeah um so uh growing up there what, what was the uh what was the big thing that went on in uh
1: nothing Ooh. um it was a really boring town honestly uh that's what we just got in a lot of trouble when we were younger there's nothing else to do we went to the chapel and drank beer and uh Got chased by cops all the time. That's about it. That's what we
0: did. You got ch- caught.
1: You got chased for drinking beer, or you got we got chased for for trespassing. But the, the thing is that we knew the chapel better than the police officers, so like we hid. We just hid in like plains and they couldn't find us ever. So, but there's actually a watchtower. There's like a little, as we call it the belfry. A um, glass tower. You can see 360 all the way around, all the way to Hudson River. So you can see all the cops pulling up and see where they're going, and they just could disperse and break up and go hide in the walls. It sounds awful now but yeah that's what we did
0: <laughs> anyway so next question so did your parents know about this
1: or yeah uh, well I, funny enough my I grew up with the three sisters my oldest sister uh, every time she got in trouble my parents threatened to send her to to chapel
0: mm-hmm.
1: Girls' reformatory school. So,
0: but you were there hanging out, yeah, drinking.
1: Because um, it was closed up by that time. But yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. I see. So the older sisters, what what kind of uh, musical influences did they impart down on their younger brother?
1: Well, uh, they were both metalheads, but my my second sister Dana, who's just five years older than me, was just sweetheart. So she'd sell me all her old Motley Crue tapes for like fifteen dollars a piece. <laughs> back like 15 years ago so i think i paid like 25 bucks for shout out the devil about seven years after it came out so uh yeah it was a deal it was a deal it was a
0: steal yeah. and i'm sure it didn't have any wear either oh not at all
1: not at all but they they actually got me into playing guitar at least tammy did um because she played my father played a little bit and uh yeah
0: did your father perform also or no
1: he just fooled around he had an old harmony i think we he got his i got mine at service merchandise if you guys ever remember that yeah, yeah. um they're well closed down now but yeah that was the first guitar so i, what, I used to think you played guitar by tuning it all the time so you like sit there and go <laughs> and i'm like I just broke strings all the time and i was like what the hell are you doing? you know so like, go to camelot music and buy a new pack of strings already uh so yeah it was it was awful I sit there and try to play to Brian Adams, like the first album, uh, like the uh, Cuts Like a Knife, and uh, is that uh, the you know the Summer '69? Summer '69
0: yeah. cuts like that. I yeah. think that album was called Cuts Like a Knife. It might be. It had uh, six, six Summer '69
1: and Cuts Like a Knife. That's right? the first album I ever bought myself, and it was a lot cheaper than Motley Crue tapes. You I think it had Heaven videos.
0: on it as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Song. Yeah. yeah, I could play it when i tune on the guitar really well. <laughs> Yeah. So uh Brian Adams was was your big first uh It was. I it's uh, embarrassing, but yeah. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing to me now. I mean it's a superstar, that happens. Yeah. Uh
1: but like my mom used to listen to like ELO and Bruce Springsteen and stuff in the house. Uh grew up on that and then as soon as I hit about Fourteen, I started listening to punk rock and that was just no turning back so I don't
0: so punk rock what's the, the biggest bands there for you well I mean first when I heard
1: Minor Threat I just fell in love it's like uh, I, it's hard to explain but it's one of those it's a piece of music that actually beats your heart for you it pumps your blood as soon as you hear it it makes you energized it makes you feel good uh, so after that we started playing punk rock and it's it was fun I'm not saying it was good at all it was just fun <laughs> uh it was a lot of fun.
0: So what were some of the bands? You were, you were in bands? Yeah. Band, punk rock. What were what the
1: names? What do we Our mean? first band was RGMD. Uh, it was Riot Girls Must Die. Uh, I don't know why we came up. And there's like a bunch of different things. So like someone called like Rat Got Mighty Decent was one of them. Like, so anyway, uh, it was RGMD. We played that. We played all over Connecticut and New York for a while. When we were about 16 years old. Uh, but then we moved on. And it was really funny because like punk rock, hardcore, is like very close-knit. So we were like, same group of people, we just swapped bands. So like mm-hmm. Tim would be over there and then Brian would be over here and we just swap and they'd have a new four piece over here. So uh, we all knew each other really well. But uh, so we swapped again and we had a band called FSO, which were on a label out in New York, uh, played CBGB's all the time in uh, Coney Island High. And then uh, switched that name to Black Bold. Who's that on Spotify still, if you guys are interested in watching that at all. Black Bald? Black Bald, as in being Black bald from the club. Yeah. Um,
0: so we, we can go out there and catch some of your punk yeah, rock. Yeah,
1: and it's funny enough, uh, that song Revenant, so the album cover was actually taken in the chapel. You can see us like, standing on the altar oh. of the Black belt cover. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's our photo kinda, shoot. Uh like you know, so we can see where you were hiding. There you go, in there, plain sight. Exactly. Yeah, that's well, right. Uh, uh, w- way to tie it together? It's almost like we scripted it, but we didn't. It just brought it together. I am yeah. not reading anything over there on the cue card. Cue uh, <laughs> card? Yeah. See it over there, <laughs> as if we have a budget for cue cards on this show. Yeah. I mean, literally, we have like you know. This that's thing nice. Taped I like it. The, it's taped to the wall back there. Yeah. So I just need some moonshine now. Well, I'm sorry. We, we're a little low low on the moonshine today. <laughs> I hear a sigh from the other. Sham. It's
1: a—it's a, a, it's a sham. sham!
0: I owe you a shot of moonshine. Okay. Don't worry, I'll get it to you soon we'll do it next time. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, so your—you um, uh, know—as you grew up uh, down there, your parents—what did they do for a living? I didn't—I didn't catch that part.
1: <laughs> My dad was in the sprinkler union, so he was a sprinkler fitter. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away when I was about ten. So it was fun. Uh, anyway, Not. and then my mom was like, she was a stay-at-home mom for a long time, and then after my dad passed away, uh, they had a really you know, good pension, so she was able to do that, but she went back to work doing like, you know, odd jobs, like worked at the mall and the clothing stores, things like that, um, but yeah, she was pretty much a stay-at-home mom the entire time.
0: Um, so how did you get, end up between New York and all the way out here in Indy? Well,
1: this is a good story. <laughs> so as a moron kid at the age of 21 whatever it was i met a stupid girl and uh later on got married her parents lived in dayton ohio so i moved out there oddly enough this is a great move and then at least shortly after that we got divorced so i was stuck in ohio with the house and the business and everything myself so i said f this and met a girl from indy and moved here we came to one show at the Murat, and i fell in love with the city and i was just like Indie singer-song, I mean, it's the music mecca of the Midwest. It's in, other than Chicago, it's incredible. You can't beat being out there. There's so many performers and talented artists out here. It makes you dig.
0: I agree. I mean, especially yeah. like you were here a little earlier as we were taping some of the other artists. Yeah. and I mean, it just blows me away doing the show. Like every one of them that come in, I'm just kind of like humbled.
1: It's it's unbelievable. Anywhere you go i just an incredible artist all around. Uh,
0: so uh, you you just came out with a record?
1: EP, uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Gibson, Gibbons helped me record it. Uh, my buddy already did the artwork for it. it. came. It's an EP. It's a nice EP. It's a rough EP. It's just what you'll hear when you come see me live. It's one take straight through. If you screw up, you screw up. But there's no production on it. There's pretty much nothing. It's just straight straightforward. Very simplistic.
0: And the name of the record so that those folks can go find it on Spotify and Apple Music. It was like one of those things where I had like
1: seven names for it. So we named it The Dying Breed for a little while because I thought that was really cool for a week. and then. But Old 78 is pretty much what stuck that's also on there. So that's like the tagline. That's the sticker. That's the the picture that you get. So Old 78 under Tori So what's Old 78 uh, symbolize? It's just the year I was born. Um, figure, and I'm just getting older and older. So... <laughs>
0: Once this comes out, it's a good thing. Um, if you don't get older, bad things have occurred. I know, I know. You know? It's
1: just one of those. I'm about to hit 40, I'm starting to panic here.
0: Uh, you, you, why why would you panic at hitting 40? What's the Cuz you
1: see all these guys like even after cause I stopped playing guitar for about 10 years, after when I was married, you know. Cuz a great marriage and all. Uh <laughs> so I stopped playing guitar for about 10 years and finally picked it up again before right before I moved to Indy and uh I started listening to all these guys that were now performing acoustically after they grew up in punk stuff and they're all younger than me and they're like touring, they're going to England. I'm like oh. Which just a kick in the ass, you know, it's one of those things I wish I would kept through it. I would have been a little farther, but I'm not, so it is what it is.
0: Um, so uh, what, you got a lot of shows booked up for the summertime. You're gonna be doing a lot of yeah, beer out there so we can see
1: you play. There's a lot of stuff. I just don't have anything lined up in my head right now. Uh, a couple festivals, uh, of course, like the brewery tours around here are awesome. Um, any brewery you wanna play, just put your stuff in. Uh, so and really good crowds. Uh, Indiana, again, great for beer. But yeah, uh, some stuff, I'm doing a small leg tour from uh, here to New York in uh, July. Went out to, I might as well drive out to see my family. I might as well play on the way out. On the
0: way out, I'm have you done that the have in the past? Is that something that you do no, a lot?
1: never oh. did it. I, I mean, go see him not really either, though. Oh. <laughs> I haven't been out there in like four years. I've so been I, feel no, really I bad. meant
0: to do like a tour along the way.
1: Yeah, though. no, I haven't done that yet. Uh, you know, it's one of those things, I, I love playing so much, I stop writing, I just play all the time. I st- I've, There's a point I have to actually sit myself down and force myself to write songs, because if not, I just want to play all the time, I just keep playing the same thing, I have fun doing it, so it's one of those time management things and I have to sit down and force myself to do it.
0: Do you have like a tune that you feel like is the favorite one that you've written? I know some people go, it's like selecting my children from one another or something yeah. like that, but I, you know, for me, I, I go through stages where like one of them is my favorite or this other one's my favorite or...
1: It some pop up. It depends on what mood I'm in. Um, but like "Revenants," one of my favorites, cause it's the newest one I wrote. I, it's one. It's performing out here, especially in front of like large crowds that are doing something else, playing slower songs doesn't work. They don't connect because people don't want to sit down and listen. Like Irvington Theater, if you did the singer-songwriter thing, play slower stuff, everyone pays attention. But uh, so the louder stuff out here at breweries makes me feel better. Um, people look at you and actually start listening. So. Uh, any of the louder stuff, honestly. And I go through phases. Uh, punk rock love song one of my favorite songs to do. Ode to the Glass, I'll play that later.
0: Um, do, yeah. you, uh, do you feel like um, uh, that you have a real need to connect to the audience? Is that the thing that you like the most about playing out? Or, uh, you know, like when everybody kind of turns and looks? I mean, I know I do. I just Sometimes,
1: yeah. Uh, but sometimes it's also nice to just be able to do something and watch everyone just be... You know, standing still, doing their own thing and not driving people out. Because I'm always afraid of that because I'm a loud acoustic player. So as long as I'm not driving people out, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's all I need. It's just if you don't start getting up and walking away, I'm happy with the show. Um, I, I, that's my philosophy. If you win one person over every single show, you're, you're doing your job. So,
0: mm, uh, You know, I, I think that it's it, it often, it, and I don't know if you find it this way, it's like a find one fan today. Yeah. You know, if I find Absolutely. one to one fan each day at the end of the year, I'll have at least 365 there you go. of them.
1: That's the way to and, do it. Uh, you know, chip away little by little.
0: Just a, a dot at a time.
1: Yeah, pretty soon I'll be 45 and over the hill, and I'll stop playing guitar and be all over.
0: Well, I don't know that is over the hill. <laughs> <Yeah, we'll laughs> at least I happens. hope not. Since well, I am. We'll see 45. what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe my hill's cresting. I don't know about There you that. go. So
1: you're peaking now. Yeah.
0: Uh, sure. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, do you feel like you get better? Like each time you write a song yeah. that you feel like it's a better song, no matter how many you write, like, uh, you know, write a hundred songs, the hundred and first one, well, yeah. it'll feel, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's that way with everything that I do. Like sometimes, you know, um, you're, you're doing something for the hundredth time and you just like kind of mail it in. But with songwriting, it doesn't ever feel that way for me. I no,
1: it's when I write. It's when I wrote the first songs. Like I, if I write a song, I feel silly about it because I feel like it's too like out in the open, just too blatant, right in your face. Uh, like, like I like ducks, and I, you know, you, you don't. It just doesn't sound right. But if someone else does it, it sounds great. Um, so I try to be like as aloof as possible when I'm writing songs. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's back in the day, like it's, it felt really weird. But now, it just kind of comes together. It's one of those things you just realize that no one cares anyway. No one cares what the song's about or what it's. It's a good song. It's a good song. That's it.
0: All right, man. Well, what we have to do is hear some of those great songs at this uh, point. Get up here and rock the house out, and, and we'll even sing along with you if you need it. That's that's I'm all about that. That's good. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for coming I appreciate in. I really you. Appreciate you. Thank it. you very much. See ya. on moonshine and music Chris Garner's in the studio well the garage and he's going to tell us all about himself and you're gonna hear some of these great tunes
2: I guess you could say...
1: Kid, big New York, and it's where the facts of life were uh, supposedly filmed. It's also riveting.
2: windows barred soon we found our way The discord disarray We did our best And the old church steps Was hallowed we would run the Reckless nights And cop car lines, And we were the only one At the all free A city seemed Drift asleep. And soon the night began to show earthly scenes from long ago. Set sat up on the old church steps. The this night and cop car and we were the holy One. Chapel Hill, and I'm haunted still in empty halls. Chapel our best on the old church steps, the silent halls that we would run, the reckless nights and cop car lines and we were the only ones. We our best. And the old church the salad halls that we would run the reckless nights and cop car lines and we were
1: The board... I, on that song too. I know, that's a thing, isn't
2: it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three seconds. <laughs> one more second.
1: <laughs> what, what? Just... This one's called FT-28. It's actually about uh, Flight 19, the flight that disappeared over the Bermuda Triangle back in uh, 1945. Um, I was just kind of obsessed with this as a kid. And I listened to a podcast and uh, this song came out, FT-28. Saw that one over. Sorry, the capo is really fucking me up here. <laughs> Ft20.
2: Along the way, we're overland, but it's broken. And all the gauges read the same. And darkest clouds swallow daylight. And my hope begins to fade. 14 men flying blindly 14 sons will die today Chances are we've gone way too far All planes close up tight No knows just where we are, so this will be our last moments of flight. Ghostly voices on my radio Say we're running out of day. Just put the sun on your port wings. Pretty soon you'll find the bay. The tanks are low and getting lower. The horizon eats the sun. When the first plane reaches empty We all go down as one Chances are we've gone way too far All planes close up tight No one knows just where we are. So boys, this will be, I said, boys, this will be our final flight, our final flight.
1: Cursing song it's uh, my buddy James used to be in the military and he, every time we would go out drink he would come up with this toast and I was always too drunk to remember it because uh, that's just what we did and uh, so I wrote a song about it said so and now everyone can remember it's a bit drinking song it's called Ode to the Glass from the lyrics you can sing along I'm gonna start that again me. Thank you guys. Let's do three. That's three. You want to do four? How much do I want me to do four? I don't care. What do you want to hear? Run away. it's called uh, Runaway.
2: So let's run away, leave the memories right here. The silence of the night will lead the way. Turn this will all seem too clear. Now come on, baby, let's run away. While the dreams start. To Say your goodbyes, yes, say your goodbyes, yes, say your goodbyes. clear now come on baby let's... so get yeah, that we were so if yeah, that we were so and let's run away leave the memories right here the silence of the night will leave Now, come on, baby, let's run away. Now, it's a hard thing to do when we. It our best We'll pretend so we can run far away And leave the memories we fear The silence of the night will lead the way And when we return This will all seem too clear So come on, baby, let's
0: shetty Thank you for being on Moonshine and Music. I hope you all enjoyed the show today. Be sure to tune in next week when we're going to have Chris Garner on the show. And I want to send out a special thank you to Brent Smith for once again letting us use his garage in the filming of this episode. I also want to thank all of you guys for coming out to the shows recently. I've seen quite a few of you um, and it's really been cool. This next week, I'm going to be at the Burnside Inn in downtown Indianapolis on June 1. And then on June 2, I will be in Muncie, Muncie, Indiana, at the Books and Brews location there. So please come out and see me, listen to some good tunes, have some good brews on the Acoustic Brews Tour, which is going to be rolling through your town soon. And um, then come back next Sunday for another episode of Moonshine and Music. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Eat New Media in association with Not Less Entertainment. Producers for today's program are Brandon Lay and Joe Shelton. Be sure to join us next time on Moonshine and Music.